Welcome to Detect, a bi-weekly technology podcast dedicated to technology that matters. I'm Lake Lucas. And I'm Nick Pishnik. And I'm Alex Gidmore. Today we want to talk about WWDC 2017. There were a lot of announcements across all of Apple's platforms. There was a ton of hardware and it was super exciting. Uh, what'd you guys think? Man, I liked, I liked most everything that they, they announced. Um, a lot of stuff that I figured that they would eventually announce like, um, like a iMac pro. I, I've been wanting one for a long time. Um, I, I never really liked any of the newer Mac Pros that came out, so because I, I liked the all-in-one form factor, so that was that was cool to see that finally. Yeah, and so for those of you that don't know, uh, Nick is a videographer as well as a podcast editor. He uses a lot of professional applications, so I thought that hardware would be pretty exciting to you. Yeah, for sure. Do you think it will be loud sitting on your desktop with with the fans and all that cooling that you need for the Xeons and the ECC RAM? Well, I I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say without actually ex- using one, you know. Um, time will tell. But I, I don't think it would bother me with the capabilities that it has. <laughs> yeah. To do what it can. Yeah, not only that, I don't know if you got to see any of the pictures, but it's it's space black. Or excuse me, yeah. space gray. Yeah. And it looks hot. Yeah. 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 Especially the keyboard. Um, keyboard looks super nice. Yeah. That's their first Bluetooth keyboard that has mm-hmm. uh, a letter or, yeah. excuse me, a number pad. Yeah. 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 I've always wanted one. Again, another nice thing. That's, but I, I, I have my Mac, iMac is from 2013, so it's already ancient. But I'm, I'm, I've been waiting for a really powerful iMac to come out to get a new one, but starting price was five thousand dollars, so I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, well that's the that's the good thing about it. You said that yours was what, a twenty eleven or 2013? twenty thirteen? Twenty late twenty thirteen. So I mean you're already you will be four years in and I'm yeah. sure it's still running really well. I tend to keep every Mac that I have for around five years. Yeah. Yeah, that's about how, how I feel mine is. I think the only ones I've had have failed because I've broken them like a laptop. I, I dropped, but I had it for like six years. I, I think it was my iBook, the little, like the small white ones from like, I don't know, almost 10 years ago. Probably I had that for a long time. Yeah. My girlfriend, Whitney said that she spilled a drink into one of hers and it <laughs> yeah. kept going for a long oh, time. I didn't have that luck. I had knocked orange juice over in mine and it was dead within like two seconds of that happening. But yeah, that was, that was an expensive mistake. Yeah, the only real hardware problem I've ever really had was I had that black MacBook mm-hmm. when Apple first switched over to Intel, and the mm-hmm. edges of it used to crack. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that a lot. Yeah, and back then Apple could get away with doing things like charging more money for the color. I think that model was $160 <laughs> oh God, more just because it I'm was a so black. I'm so glad they don't do that anymore. But yeah, they definitely did that. Like, oh, you want it in black? That's another hundred dollars. Yeah, that's. I don't think that they could get away with <laughs> price differences for colors now. Yeah, well, I don't know. I feel like they can get away with a lot. <laughs> well, maybe if the finish was specialized, like maybe on yeah. the space black, like a nicer iPhone. Material. Yeah, because they have to polish it for much longer it, to get yeah, that yeah. shine. Like the jet black, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, the, the jet that, black. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that one wasn't more expensive because. 
I you sort of expect that, like mm-hmm. in some cases, and they have done that in the past. But by yeah. that, it was cool that it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a multi-hour process to get that <laughs> color out of it. But that's not why we're here today. We're here today to talk about WWDC and specifically the keynote that happened Monday. Um, it looked like a pretty big event. Uh, Apple moved the event this year from Moscone in San Francisco down to San Jose. That's pretty cool. Is it is the first year that's been somewhere different? Uh, I believe they were back there probably within the... I, I don't know if they've been there in the past decade or not, but I know that they used to have... They held the conference at that mm-hmm. space. I think they're doing it now because San Jose is a little bit closer to Cupertino. Mm. And I think it's when you're having that many workshops and you're pulling people off projects, I, I bet it's easier to get everybody someplace closer to their yeah. main campus. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing they announced was was Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. So Tim Cook comes out and he says that they've got six big announcements. And he starts with, with uh, tvOS. Yeah, I have no experience with tvOS because I, I, I've never had an Apple TV or anything. I I have some friends that have it, and uh, back when I was in uh, a life that involved roommates, I had one that had it, and uh, and it was pretty cool. I pretty much went from like not having cable at all to then living with people that had that, and mm-hmm. I think it, it seems pretty intuitive. I definitely like it better than I don't know. It, it was just nice. It looked like an Apple product, I guess, and just yeah. how it was all laid out. It seemed pretty simple. Yeah, I've never used... I think they, they came out with a new one in 2015 or 2014, yeah. the most recent I think it was model. 15, yeah. Yeah, and I haven't... I have never used that interface. My father has the older Apple TV, and I'm familiar with that one. And back then... There was no app store, so it would just yeah. push applications down for a lot of mm-hmm. things that most people didn't yeah. want. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, and and so the only hack to to hide them was you had to go into parental controls and block it. So <laughs> I think by moving to the app store model, it's yeah. it's opened it up a little yeah. bit, and it's probably made it a better product. But because of that, it was it was never really for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. Um. But there was big news for TVOS, and that was that uh, Amazon Prime Video would be coming to the product. And the thing about Prime Video is I think that they didn't want to join. They didn't want to be a part of the Apple TV ecosystem yeah. for a long time because – They were trying they, to push their own stuff. Yeah, because they yeah. sell shows independent yeah. too and yeah. a la carte. And they have devices like the uh, – uh, what is the Amazon one called? The Fire, Fire TV, yeah, yeah, yeah Fire TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a Fire TV, and in a lot of ways, it's more powerful than the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it supports 4K and a couple other things like that. But honestly, I don't love the interface. Mm-hmm. It's great, but I, I definitely don't love it. I don't think anybody's really figured out the TV problem in any yeah. meaningful way. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even smart TVs with their own operating systems it's still not very intuitive yeah and i mean like with apps and downloading from an app store or something you know yeah and i have like the perfect example of it last night i was trying to watch the hockey game and i don't have Mm -hmm. cable and i'm Mm -hmm. a cord cutter so 
what I was trying to do was find any legal means necessary. And it was blacked out. Yeah, it's blacked out. So you'd have to get some cable package (laughs) to watch it because it's because it was in town. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up just Googling watch predators online Reddit. And I found an anonymous person that I won't mention their, their Twitter handle, but they were actually (laughs) streaming it on YouTube. Oh yeah. In a private channel Mm -hmm. and you just needed the password. Yep. So, and what that just goes to show is if these companies would figure out the TV problem and Mm -hmm. live TV is, Specifically for sports, yeah, I think that that would be better for everybody. And I hope that Apple, in future TVO, TVOS updates, mm-hmm. uh, they land those deals. Yeah. Well, I think we're starting to see a lot of the, the big tech companies like Google and Amazon and Apple sort of fight for that position of like who they're going to partner with and who's going to partner with them. Because, um, you know, I mean, all of them have had their own TV services and then there's you know regular cable satellite like all those kind of things so i think seeing amazon start to like partner up with people and you know i think we're gonna narrow it down to where there are more or there are fewer options you know and we have more like front runners in those kind of things sort of like the like vhs and betamax like we're kind of fighting to see well we're not fighting but we're deciding and Mm -hmm. the companies are fighting on to see who is going to sort of be one of the big ones that yeah. kind of has everything. Cause that's the thing, like so many things it's like sling has all of this, but it doesn't have this. Yeah. And then, uh, but Apple TV has that, you know? And so it's like, you have to weigh what you want out of each one. So mm-hmm. I think Apple getting Amazon uh video, like that's a big win for them. Yeah. yeah and you know, they really started this, uh, with the introduction of the TV app. And I think it hasn't really gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I'm, what I'm hoping is that by Amazon being featured so prominently in this announcement, that their content will be integrated in with that. Because I want somebody to strip away all the interfaces for all the different services. For HBO, for Netflix, for Hulu, for mm-hmm. Amazon. I want everything to be in one interface. So when I look mm-hmm. for a show, yeah. if I look up Handmaiden's Tale, yeah. I'm going to find it and it will be in one interface. It's having to jump back and forth between. Oh, like a between, search engine that. Hey, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, between different yeah. apps. It's. Well, it'd be like yeah. kind of like a TV guide, but with four apps. Yeah. For. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's exactly apps. what they're trying to do. It's mm-hmm. just they have to get those deals in place. Luckily, they have a shitload of money. <laughs> yeah. And influence. So, yeah, that would be great. If if the, if that was a part of Apple TV, I would definitely That'd get Apple TV. I mean, that, that's, that's where it is right there. Unified. So that was a big deal, right? But I, I really think of all the announcements um, at during the keynote, that was probably the smallest. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, next, uh, they talked about watchOS a lot, which I kind of, I don't have a watch, so I didn't really, I wasn't too intrigued yeah. about what was going on. So you might have some more to say about watchOS. Definitely. Yeah, so I've one? had yeah. the Apple Watch for uh, maybe two or three months after it came out. Mm-hmm. I picked it up in, I think, July. 
And back during watchOS 1, it was just, I don't think they really knew what to do with the product. And yeah. I think that every subsequent announcement at WWDC, like with watchOS 2 and watchOS 3, they're still figuring out what to do with the product. Yeah. I think users are trying to figure out how to use watches in general because it is a pretty new market, you know? Yeah. I think Apple really relies on their app developers. I, I think, so I actually missed the first half of this. I think I came into the, like, 45 minutes in. So I missed what they said about watches. But I think, like, historically, um, Apple has relied on their app developers to really kind of figure out what they want their devices to do. Because, I mean, think of it, you know, we'll get to it later with iOS, but some of the apps by other companies that Apple has incorporated into their own software. I mean, uh, like the Flux, and then I think it's called Night, is it Nightshade on the Night Shift? Night Shift. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's the thing that that was an app, and they brought it into their OS. And I think with the watch, they've really done that. And I've seen that. I haven't gotten one yet, and I I like the idea of it, but um, I didn't want to jump in when it couldn't really do much and sort of like watch it grow. I wanted to wait and see it kind of be like, oh, here's a thing that is very, like, here's all the things you can do with it. And they they more tell me what to do with it. Yeah, But I, I think they're continuing to do that. In my use of the watch, what I think is really great is the ambient information that it brings to you. And what I mean by ambient information is when you look down and you see the weather or you see your next calendar appointment, um, all those things are very helpful. And putting those into like a little a little secondary display for your iPhone, which is your primary computer. It's an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I use it all the time for Siri to start timers, set basic reminders. Um, and one of the things that they are releasing with watchOS four is a near, uh, is a new Siri watch face. And I thought that was probably the most interesting announcement they had for watchOS because Essentially, what it will do is it'll show you upcoming calendar appointments on the face, and you can do things like uh, it'll give you how long until work mm-hmm. or how long your drive will be to work. And um, I think having that information always at hand is is probably the most useful mm-hmm. thing that they that they announce. Um, and there was one other thing, which is the offline music synchronization. Mm-hmm. Though Apple Watch is extremely slow to synchronize data over really? its connection. So like a software update, if you've never used it, running mm-hmm. a software update can be like a two-hour process for like a 75 oh, megabyte wow. update. Really? And um, if it's sitting on the charger, it's not doing anything. And also there's there's eight gigs of space on the watch and apps take almost no space. So mm-hmm. if it's just sitting there receiving favorited playlists or something from Apple music, which I think is a, a huge focus of Apple's mm-hmm. right now, I think, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 I think Apple's the, the reason why they came out with a watch and they come out with, um, they, they want to, they want to kind of take over every part of your life. Technology wise, you know, they want, they want you, that you to use them for everything, you know, like for your watch, you, you know, they, 
everyone has at least a couple Apple products, you know, some like you have, um, I, an iPad and you have, you've got the whole thing. Yeah. So that's what I watch, Except the for iPhone, TVOS. the iPad, yeah. MacBook for, for in the, and they want you to use different yeah. things in different situations. Like, Oh, I could use the app, the yeah. iPad. For well, this, I think that's or, what Google's trying to do too. Like, but they I don't trust Apple, better. <laughs> but, but they don't go, but Google doesn't do hardware. Like True. Apple does. Apple makes their everything. So. I think, I think that we're going to see more of a focus from Google on hardware. And I think we're already seeing that with, with things like the pixel yeah. and their dominance in mm-hmm. education with the Chromebook and their complete dominance of the entire world with Android. I mean, mm-hmm. it Google is everywhere. And I think the thing that separates Apple from Google is opinionated design. When you look at Apple software and how that integrates with their hardware. There's there's um there's kind of a unity between it. And it's when you create the whole, you know, widget, when you've got something like the AirPods that is completely integrated and the chips are custom made by Apple and the software is custom made by Apple, it allows them to optimize it in a way to get better battery life and uh, it's makes it much easier to pair and I think that's kind of what they're going for yeah yeah i mean it's kind of when you when you look at video games if you see a cross-platform game it's going to perform decently across all platforms but if you have a dedicated game like a an exclusive game like a like a playstation exclusive it's going to look better than if it was a cross-platform game yeah it's so like when you look at resources a, into yeah it's like when you look at a game like uncharted 4 mm-hmm. or and and you see how when it was a sony studio they really they really tuned the yeah. The game for the hardware. Yeah. And speaking of software that's being tied with hardware, it may be the oldest example of it. And uh, as Tim Cook said, it's kind of the heart of Apple's product line. Yeah. And uh, that's Mac OS. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to start out with what do you guys think of the name? Terrible. Yeah, I didn't realize that's what it was until you told I thought, me earlier. I thought it was a joke. I totally thought it was a joke, especially the way he said it. You know, yeah, that's a I don't like that. Yeah, he dropped it like the marketing team was gone, and they came up with High Sierra, and he kind of paused, and I thought he was going to say, <laughs> "Just kidding." No, we're calling it <gasps> Mac OS 11 or something. I, I yeah. thought I really thought that they would synchronize Mac OS and iOS at 11. It seemed like the perfect time. Yeah. Well, I thought they were going to drop numbers altogether, um, which they did with, 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 um, with Mac OS when it came out. But more specifically, I thought they were going to do that with iOS 11, quote unquote. Yeah. I think what they were really going for was there's a lot of love in the Apple community for updates like, uh, Snow Leopard after Leopard or, Snow Leopard was cool. yeah. yeah, or Mountain Lion after Lion. There's those, refinement updates where apple says okay we've got a good code base here we've introduced some new features how can we make those work better and i think that's what high sierra is an attempt to do yeah well it was just like uh what was what were the two before there's mavericks and there was yosemite el capitan and then el El capitan so that i mean el capitan was kind of the same same thing from uh yosemite i think and I don't think it was necessarily like the 
the S model. You know what I mean? Like how they kind of do that with the phones too. Like I think, it seemed more like a separate, like it's, it was a next version. Right. I thought I didn't seem like it was more exactly like you're saying, like with leopard to snow leopard, it's almost like a, like a part B exactly to it or something. And I, I think El Capitan was an A, I guess. I don't think it was a B to Yosemite. Yeah. I I think you're, I think you're right. I think across Apple's platforms for the past few years, I mean, we have seen a lot of refinement from iOS 7 to iOS 10. But mm. I do feel like in in both the macOS and the iOS platform, they've been trying to establish a base. Yeah. And macOS is obviously much older and has a much more established base. But I think, you know, since they dropped all this humorphism and, and the leathers and the metals – They've been honing their design language and also, given the pace of technology and the speed of our hard drives now and our internet connections, I think they've been trying to figure out what features they really want to include. Yeah. And I think they had a few good ones for for macOS, especially if you're a Safari user. Hey, I'm a Safari user. (laughs) Um, How's that? (laughs) So, I... I know Nick's not big on yeah. Safari, but I personally use it a lot. Yep, me too. And I really like it because it's it seems like it's a very minimal browser yeah. that works for you. Yeah, I mean, all I really want a browser to do is have a good bookmark system and go to web pages. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't necessarily. Well, I don't use their keychain thing like i use one password for my password manager and you know you just click a little box sign into that and it you can auto fill through there so it does what i need it to do in that case like you know that's more where i guess i store all my information that i'm gonna use when i'm browsing so i don't need like the browser itself to hold all that for me i think that you'll probably want to start using that because um they are coming out with keychain for apps oh, on wow. iOS. So I think that wow. it, as you store those passwords in Safari, I, I actually use both. Yeah. I use one password and I use uh, iCloud keychain. So how do well, I guess I thought I, uh, what is it? Is it called just Apple keychain? Yeah. And I use or it- iCloud. I guess I thought it was just a password manager. So I didn't, think i needed to well ever since they came out with safari view controller i think it was in ios 8 or 9 basically it allows applications you know the standard safari pop-up that you see now Mm -hmm. that's actually in safari that's kind of a window that's a part of it so you're able to use your keychain there Mm -hmm. so if you if you've entered your password on your computer and then you're using safari on your phone if you saved it there it allows you to log in much more quickly, even even than doing the extension for one password. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then I, I think the two biggest features that they announced with Safari were the autoplay blocking. That's awesome. Yeah. CNN is terrible about that. When you go to CNN, <laughs> yeah. the first thing that they want to do is play you whatever their latest video is. It drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, I think every article has has that most of them yeah and when you scroll down it like turns on a little video i don't like that Mm-mm. yeah and also they address the ad tracking you know how if you order from jimmy john's and then 
Oh, Every yeah. website you go to yep. is a sandwich mm-hmm. advertisement. Yeah. So, so they're going to they're going to stop that somehow. They yeah, they, help block it. Yeah, they didn't really say how that they were how they were going to do that, yeah, but they called it intelligent tracking prevention, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I Sounds mean, cookies. <laughs> well, well, so cookies are there to help you too on the internet. I mean, they remember settings and yeah. stuff, and they hold shopping carts. But I also, I also hate it when I go to a website and see the same thing. That yeah, I you purchased. can't, you can't visit Amazon without what? seeing that item. And it doesn't make sense. Like, if I bought that thing, why do I need to see an ad to remind? Yeah. Like, you yeah, know what I mean, of the same. I don't thing. need another one. Yeah, most of the time, occasionally, it's a product like that. But maybe, you know. maybe if they did like complimentary things yeah. that would make more sense mm-hmm. and would be they would probably get more sales it would make more sense absolutely yeah. uh, like oh yeah. you bought this book here's the sequel or like you bought this tom cruise movie here's another tom yeah. cruise movie. you know what i mean, I mean like, i'm still gonna ignore it but yeah but it's nice. like it would at least make sense to it because just like oh yeah that i have that thing <laughs> you know what i mean like that's i don't think I, it's just it's just creepier that way and it's really it, creepy yeah because it's just like oh i yeah. know what you did yeah not like I know what you want to do. Yeah. yeah, and until they can make those ads better, I'm glad that Apple is yeah. blocking it. Yeah, ideally I'd rather them not be there, but they could be better if I'm going to have to see them. Yeah, for sure. And then, so this is going to get a little bit nerdy. Um, Apple introduced a new file system. And now this is, people who are really into Macintosh are super excited about this. Mm-hmm. And it's because... In the current file system, it's called HFS or HFS Plus. Mm-hmm. I think it's HFS. And essentially, you have to duplicate a lot of files. Like when you make a copy of a file, it actually copies the file rather mm-hmm. than like making another pointer back to it or something of that nature. Right. So that makes file duplication slower and it uses more memory. Mm-hmm. And also, you have what's called bit rot. So it's like over time you'll go and you'll open a picture and it's just suddenly black. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, everybody's had that experience of like, they took a picture at some point and then they'll go back and look through their photos and there's this black photo in there. And it's like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Who knows? That's because those bits have corrupted over time and different writes and copies. And that's a problem of the file system. So I've got high hopes for this new file system. It's supposed to free up a lot of space on, on, um, that's really cool on mac os and mm. they in one of the releases of the recent releases of ios they switched out everybody or as we saw in the in the keynote 86 percent of their mm. of their people are running ios 10 and that has the mm. new file structure yeah, and that's wow. such a much bigger platform than mac os and they rolled yeah, it out yeah. fine so I, I hope that it goes well but i would highly suggest performing a full time machine backup before upgrading yeah. to yeah maybe 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 a couple high sierra yeah. I, I we've talked about this before but i'm actually still on um what was el capitan the last mm-hmm. so on my macbook that's what i'm still on so i'm still on el capitan as well so i'm kind of now that they're about to release the next one when does uh mac os come out i think that they high said sierra. that it would be in the fall, and the beta okay. would be available in June. Okay, right, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that, like, you know, they're about to release that, I I'll probably go up to yeah. Sierra. I always wait for the the next yeah. 
one because I just am worried about compatibility. So I remember I, I when I got this computer, it had Mavericks on it or something. Yeah. And I, I can yeah, use Pro probably. Tools 9. Yep. Done. Just done. See, and I've been burned by that with Pro Tools as well, to where yeah. I, I now, guess like growing up before I had software I had to think about that with, I would just be like, oh, there's new and cool and I'd get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I got in, in college, I got burned by that. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I like using, yeah. that's part, partially why I like using uh, Logic and Final yeah. Cut. Because yeah, because I mean, obviously Apple's going to make their stuff work right. on their stuff. Exactly. Well, I guess would, they have actually messed that up yeah, before. Yeah, they have, yeah. But where uh, it was something, like something came out on the OS before it was on, or on iOS came out before it was compatible with like OS or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, well, but luckily, because they make both those products, they probably they fix fixed it quicker. They fix it really fast. Yeah. But it was, it was a little wild that it was yeah. not working. But I mean, but yeah, they're going to work on that harder than anyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I think really the the switching to APFS and also the fact that they're moving to H dot two sixty five video support from H dot two sixty four. I think. What they're acknowledging is that uh, we're all using super fast SSDs now, and those hard drives are smaller, right. and there's they need better compression. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's really nice to see. I've not really um, researched any into that that codec that much, but I, I mean, I use H.264. You know, well, for compression, for I mean, it's the most popular compression for video. Well, the thing about H.265, that's so great, is um, it's better for 4K and 8K. Yeah. So, and those files are, are huge. And, I mean, you can't, it needs to move to H.265 so that it's better, so it streams better. Yeah, I think what kind of coincides with that is their announcement of the, the 4K smaller iMac. And if people are going to start buying more 4K screens, like, whether it be their computer or their TV, their, you know, there needs to be a better compression for 4K. Yeah, and Apple's Apple's main thing is they support content creators, you know. And I think that their messaging was very clear this round that, you know, what we're doing is we're making macOS better. Mm-hmm. And to go along with that, they released a ton of hardware. Yeah. Yeah, they're not trying to just be newer this time. They're, they are trying to make it actually better for the user yeah and and i think you know basically apple announced that they are putting kb lake processors in their entire line of macs they basically updated everything i mean obviously not the mac mini or the macbook air r.i.p yeah but the rest of their entire line they unified on kb lake which is intel's latest processors that are being mass produced and I think since they just released those new MacBooks in the fall, what we're getting back to is a regular cadence. We're yeah. seeing Intel has a new chip. We're going to adopt that because that's what's available for mm-hmm. the same price. And it's ultimately a better value for their customers. Yeah. On the hardware line, it was great to see the updates to the MacBook and the MacBook Pros and the iMacs. Um, I think they're trying to make the IMAX much faster. Yeah. I think, uh, let's look at a few of those details. Yeah. I think that, that, that was missing for quite some time. 
their lack of regular hardware updates for the Mac. And I think, I think they're starting to realize that that small percentage of the, of their users or their customers really influence a lot of the people who, who, who buy Apple products, you know, they see that what these, these um, machines are capable of. And I think that's a, a big kind of, I think pro users are very, very much a uh, spokesperson for, for consumers. Yeah, absolutely. They are skating to where the puck is going. You know what I mean? Right. So they know what they need to create the content and you kind of have to keep those people happy. I mean, the last thing that you want is to see, you know, videographers moving to Adobe products. I mean, mm-hmm. Apple wants them to be using yeah, Apple hardware and Final Cut. Yeah. And the same is true for the music industry and everything else. Yeah. Um, by providing those regular hardware updates. Yeah. Those pros, they want to have that available to them because when you're an Apple customer, you can't upgrade on your own. So if Apple is not going to let you upgrade on your own, yeah. they have to make the latest and greatest available. Well, I, I did hear that the new Mac Pro that they're secretly reworking, well, not secretly, kind of openly, but it's supposed to be modular, like the original Mac Towers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which would be incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, it shouldn't be incredible, but it, <laughs> but it will be because it's, it's very much needed. And if you're paying that much money, you want to, yeah be able to keep it for a lot longer especially especially with with pros i mean when a new video card comes out it can be two or three times more powerful yeah. than the card exactly. that you got with the machine and that needs to be upgradable yeah i mean especially if you're designing games or, or dealing with a ton of video you need yeah. that every every couple of years technology just grows and grows and grows so yeah it just makes more sense to be modular but well, and I think since it's all sort of exponential, you know, I mean, just the way things do, like now that we've made a bunch of small changes at the time, we're still big, but now it's like, you know, the new model of phones, like, oh, it's a terabyte, you know, it, just the size of like space and just the mm-hmm. way that hardware grows, it's getting yeah. to where the jumps are bigger, like you said. Yeah. But they obviously make more money by selling yeah. more laptops or more iMacs than unless you know (laughs) yeah that's true so that's definitely why but yeah yeah and apple finally acknowledged vr as being a real platform that people want to develop for yes i i am hoping for them to make their own headset yeah it seems like i'm i'm looking at the advertisement for the imac and they're showing the htc vive next to it it's just like this hardware is so not good together. Apple is mm-hmm. definitely going to make something. You think they'll announce something later? I think that Apple will announce something when they can do it wirelessly. Yeah. I think that they're waiting for the technology. Well, I think, I know Oculus is working on that right now. Because I, I saw a presentation where where Zuckerberg was talking about a fully wireless, like, standalone. Well, uh, and... And if you look at the benchmarks for an iPhone versus an Android phone, they can use the same 
uh, pretty much the same hardware, but Apple's processors, the the A series of chips mm-hmm. are so much faster yeah. that you have to think that it'll be hard to get, well, I don't know. I think it's going to be mobile because Apple already has a ton of game developers that are familiar with iOS. And I think yeah. if they get the chips right, if it's an ARM-based chip, they can probably make a super decent headset. Yeah, that would be exciting. Yes. So anyway, they they did a lot of VR demos. Um, that it was really cool. They they did a scene with uh, Darth Vader and somebody at <laughs> ILM. That's where I came in. Was when they were showing that. Yeah, I didn't. I I followed the live blog, um, so I didn't get to actually see it, but I did see pictures of that and it looked weird. It was pretty cool. They were showing um, a girl that was kind of designing the scene with the assets that she already had and she was using the vive controllers to kind of point and put where she wanted it and it was pretty cool because they put darth vader in the scene and then he swung around and we could see both an outside view and then it would switch to her view and you could see the lightsaber like swing over and it was uh it was pretty impressive and the fact that all that was running on uh apple hardware was great yeah and and then they showcase an an app for like an iPad that you can yeah it's like augmented also, reality really yeah. is what it is yeah and they also yeah. spoke about AR and and Tim Cook's kind of been making hints about AR in the on the quarterly calls for a while now he's been saying that that's an area of of uh, interest for them yeah I mean after seeing even the Hololens headset that the potential is incredible. I mean, you can do anything you want in any space that you want eventually. Yeah. And I, I think it's a good first step to, for Apple to show that app running on an iPad or on an right. iPhone or something. Because, something that's already. Yeah. That's the hardware there. that they have out there. Yeah. Which is, is pretty cool. Like I could just pick up my phone and then, you know, be playing a game on this table in front of us, you know. Yeah. And if you've played Pokemon Go at all, that's kind of the first yeah. foray into it. I think that they saw the success there and they're like. Huh, I think we need to focus on making that better. And and we'll get to it in iOS, but one of the ways they're doing that is by opening up a depth API with their cameras. So if you're using the 7 Plus, for example, it's got two cameras yeah. and it can uh apps can now plug into that depth information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Apple is is really well, I mean, yeah, this we can talk more about this in the iOS part, but they I feel like they've become a lot more relaxed and opened a lot of doors for um access to certain things in ios but um yeah well i really want to get on to ios i think that's the star of the show but i really want to ask you uh nick what did you think about the imac pro i thought it was it was too expensive i mean maybe not for the specs i think i just makes sense to have a pro version of the imac because it's well the 27 inch imac at least um just having that option there is is nice, but it's it's too expensive. I think. I mean, if I'm going to be paying five grand for the base model of it, I'd I'd want it to be the the Mac Pro. So, you know, something modular. Yeah, you I think it's going to be more expensive, didn't you? I I did, but I, I mean, that's when I was looking at all the specs. I mean, it, hmm. they were talking about 18 cores, up to 18 yeah, that's, cores, that, that's and that's up to 128 gigs of RAM. I, I mean, yeah, that's a highly specialized. Oh, you can sort of, that's right. I mean, at, get more. I mean, the the eight core one is five thousand. Yeah, the eighteen core one, I 
I don't. Oh even yeah, know. that's probably yeah, okay. Yeah, so but even no, but even for even for five grand, I don't think it was that crazy. I mean, it has oh, no, a it, terabyte it, it, of it flash storage. Up, but it's just it's that just crazy, really crazy display. I mean, it's the pro version of the IMAX, so it's going to be expensive. But yeah, I mean, I I thought it'd start off like maybe maybe four grand. Well, yeah, and and, is it is it like four nine nine nine, or is it five thousand? Like it's it's five thousand. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, four nine nine nine. And I think a lot of pros want a modular machine out there because they want to have dual graphics cards or dual exactly. processors. Yeah. I mean, and you're never going to have the expandability mm-hmm. in that case. I mean, they said they didn't grow it by a millimeter, and they're using server grade Xeon components. Yeah, and I, I mean it. it I, you just want I, to have more control over something that that expensive and that's something that you would use that often, you know. Yeah, and I hope it's not super loud, yeah. because IMAX run pretty quietly, and yeah. that thing has a huge vent on the back, and I think that it does have the potential to be pretty yeah. loud. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see reviews when it comes out because they, I think they only had one there. Um, and so it's, it's pretty under wraps, uh, as far as hands-on experience goes, but hmm. it would be nice. It'd be interesting to see when it actually comes out. Yeah. It looked beautiful though. That, mm-hmm. that space gray finish was really great. And I do like the black and gray keyboard and mouse. I think that's, yeah, well, I definitely want that. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> At least that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, you said it was the first um wireless keypad or with the keep uh number pad on it right yeah yeah I, apple's never made a wireless keyboard that has a number pad on it right so i think they're definitely like okay you're a pro so we're going to give you <laughs> a, yeah. a few extra keys yeah well should we move on to uh iOS 11 yeah i think that was the main event yeah i mean they really iOS will always be the center of the Apple universe for the foreseeable future. I mean, you don't sell that many, that many devices. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, a a billion people using these and Apple's the largest company in the world. And it's all because of iOS. Yeah. And I think Apple was kind of teasing us in the beginning. They were really focusing on the, um, changes to iOS on the iPhone. Uh, but I th- really think that this was a release for iPad. This is, was, yeah, I agree. This release, I think changes the iPad from being a large phone yeah. to a machine that I would say 90% of people, it could be their primary well, it's, computer? it's it reminds me of maybe like the uh, Chromebook or or something like that where it's more internet and app focused, but it's an actual it's an iPad, you know. And I think that's that's something that I've always been hesitant to get an iPad because I feel like I never needed it because I have I have my phone and I have my computer, and my phone basically does everything the iPad does. So I think with iOS 11, that it it really does kind of set it apart visually and functionally. Yeah. And so let's talk about a few of those changes. 
the iPad now will have a Macintosh style dock, which I thought was looked really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that they changed the split view paradigms from being two side by side apps to you can actually uh press and hold an icon and then drag an application up. And so you're really getting almost like a windowed feel. I mean, to the point where like they were showing the messages app hovering over the yeah. the the mm-hmm. news app or something, which I never thought that they would do apps on top of apps on yeah. iOS, which I think is a huge support. I think we're really, I think iOS is going to be Apple's main platform um, for productivity yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The first thing that I, I noticed was the, um, the new control center that's coming out. And I really, really, really like that because I was, I've never been a fan of any of the control centers that Apple has put out. I like the one they have right now. Okay. But I wish music was on it. And that, that was a big thing that they did this. Like you don't have to swipe yeah. over to a second window, but I think they've, they've at least figured out some of the icons that people want mm-hmm. in all the things that you can do now Yeah, in it. But yeah, there's so much more. And can't you resize these and reshape these? Oh no, you can completely customize it and you can add your own. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen, I've seen a lot of screenshots on Reddit with all different configurations and different apps that people have in it. Um, I saw like, uh, I, I saw one guy and he had the notes app was an icon on there That's cool. and he had the battery icon. So you can like, that's right. You can customize it a bunch. And I, I think that's, awesome like exposing shortcuts to those settings it's great yeah it's 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 what they it should have been this you know all along but hindsight's 2020 so well but i think they're figuring those things out like that's how a a lot of their software works to where it it does get better and more intuitive so i think they're figuring good things out Yeah. yeah i think condensing it down from two screens and unifying the music onto the main screen is yeah is much better. I hate going over for the yeah, music. Me too. One thing that Apple didn't solve this year was the notifications. The notifications didn't get any love. I thought that they would make yeah, they them more actionable. I, I'm they not need really to. a fan of, their, of Apple's notifications. No, so I try I to like minimize them to where I get them as infrequent as possible. Like yeah. I don't like the alerts or the banners really for most things. Mm-hmm. And then what I see like in my notification center. Usually it's not very helpful. Yeah. So I try to limit Apple notifications to just like the badges, like the numbers in red. Mm-hmm. And that way it's, I look at my phone and I see, oh, there's something in there. And then Probably I less stressed that way too. Yes. I try. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want things to jump out at me. And that's one thing like with the watch that I've always been a little reluctant to is, you know, like you moved your arm and it, it came on or, <laughs> you know, it does different things. And so I sort of like that it's, I'm not notified until I want to see what there is to see. But one one thing about the the notifications is when you pull it down, there's just not a lot you can do. It's just this endless yeah. list of crap. Yeah. And Apple should maybe make them where when you 3D touch on it, it 
it pops up and gives you a preview of the inside mm-hmm. of the application. There needs to – when you they, press on a notification, yeah. it should bring you more information to the surface and let you take more action on it. Like the Slack notifications, I should be able to respond. But all you from can the really notifi- do is like open – like launch that app. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a developer thing or what, but Apple needs to make the notifications – more actionable. And if you swipe mm-hmm. on it, does it just say like view or clear? Are those your only two options if you're on your lock screen from there? Yeah, yeah. just get clear for everything. Yeah, okay. and, and this action is going away. Oh, is it really? In iOS 11, like there there aren't side swipes anymore. It's you press down. And oh, that's cool. So like I haven't used it yet, but I'm worried that the, the notifications may be even worse than they already are. Yeah. And it's a huge deal and they need to mm-hmm. fix that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was more usable in the previous version of in iOS 9 when they were they first introduced interactive notifications i thought there was more functionality in all the apps and then they kind of took that away in the iOS 10 i, I think it they look a little bit different i think they made it more 3d touch oriented and yeah. i think it's going to be good they just have to figure out the correct way to use that paradigm yeah. and right. they're still working it out yeah i i was surprised they didn't mention any 3d touch iOS 11 features. Hmm. Well, they did. So Control Center is the icons in Control Center. They're 3D touchable. And when you 3D touch on something, like if you 3D touch on like the connections, it'll bring up like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cellular data. Like a folder. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like a few options within that app are kind of put into that. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was cool. Yeah, and and there were so many great features in iOS this year. Like, I'm kind of ragging on Apple about the notifications, but I know that they'll get there. Well, and you you made a note, Unified Lock Screen and Notification Center. So what did they do there? Because I don't think I saw that part. Okay, so normally when you swipe down in iOS 10 from the top of your screen, Mm -hmm. you get the notifications. Well, now when you're on your home screen, when you swipe down it takes you back to your lock screen. So it just oh, looks so like the clock comes down. Screen. Yeah. And then there's huh, like weird. the music playing widget is actually right underneath the clock now and your notifications go underneath that. Hmm. So I think it's yet to be seen if that unification will be good at all. It seems super weird to me. Wait, so it locks. So you... You, you, swipe like down, you swipe down, it, it locks. locks your phone? No, it doesn't lock your phone. It knows it's unlocked because oh, of the but state. it shows you yeah. what you see on your yeah, lock but, screen. Yeah, but what you see is your notifications gotcha. on your lock screen. It's not like a drawer anymore, really. I think I might like that. I'd have to That's use it. Well, I think they're trying to get away from um, buttons, and they just want, like, screen gestures. So it sort of makes sense that they would figure out some way to, like, you know, move your finger this way to lock it rather than press that button on the side. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the home screen, they're trying to sort of yeah make it to where like, hey, just touch your screen with your finger. Like they're, the screen I mean, is the button. Like The, the you know thing is I mean? there, there's already phones that yeah. do that. I think, I what, think they're trying to be more, I think they're trying to be different with this. Yeah. I think they're trying to map the UI on a flat grid where mm-hmm. your notifications and your lock screen live at the top. Your applications are in the middle and your control center is at the bottom. And you just kind of slide in between those three panes. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, oh, and- oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. 
instead of separated yeah, sections would, of the, okay. Yeah, I think they're just kind of like playing on the scrolling thing and like, okay, so I'm pushing this up or I'm pulling this down, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, I think they're trying to make it, if you think about it mentally, it's just like one sheet of interface that you're sliding up. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe your apps live over this way. And that's know, kind that's, of, that's kind of like Windows Phone a little bit. Mm. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Windows. Yeah, it was a, it was a series of squares, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like all the apps, the whole, all the app design is, it, everything's the same. You know, like you open an app and then you swipe left or right and it's just one long, it's like one long. It, it was cool though. The icons could be kind of like widgets in a way, right? Yeah. The, yeah. They, yeah, yeah, they were all movable and updated in real time. I would love to have a weather icon that was live in iOS. I, w- I would love that yeah. for it to be, have the correct temperature. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah, and you could resize the um, the apps themselves on the on the the home screen or start screen, so you could have like a big old um, weather app, you know, at the very top if you wanted. And it just is you don't even have to open it; you just look at it, which is super nice. Yeah, and um, I, I was pretty excited about the updates to messages. I think I think the yeah. two key ones were that your your messages are going to synchronize across the device oh, yeah. because they're going to be stored in iCloud. Yeah. Instead of taking up all the space on your, on yeah. your phone, in your, in your computer. Yeah, and one thing that's really important about messages is, is it's encrypted end-to-end. So I am assuming that Apple's found some way to encrypt the data while it's in iCloud, too. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. And then they also are bringing peer-to-peer apple pay to messages yeah that's super, that's really interesting yeah because i use venmo for everything yeah i use venmo and, and cash mm-hmm. well and i feel things. like a lot of those conversations when people are having them are like hey man could you text me 25 dollars for drinks yeah. from last night and, so, and if you just if that comes up as like a suggested thing in messages that's genius yeah super fast yeah i think that's i think that may be bad news for Square Cash and, and Venmo. Venmo. Yeah. Well, well, and we'll see. We'll see how how because a lot of, a lot of people I, I use Venmo with or half the people I use Venmo with I don't really text often at all. So hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, it, it like for all my friends and stuff, it makes sense to just have that because we can both have that easily. You know. But. Yeah. Well, I think the. I think Apple will push it through with sheer force because their application has access to so much of your information, meaning your contacts. So it's like, hey, I already know all these people. And hey, I've got your credit card information. And hey, I know your fingerprint and I can authenticate you. Mm-hmm. And just by the sheer force of their size and the integration, I think it will probably become the dominant payment form yeah. among iOS users, yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, there were a lot of changes to Siri. They mentioned new yes. voices, and she can, well, excuse me, not she. It can do translation now. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. That's really nice to have, which is, I think that's interesting because th- most people have an iPhone. And if you can do translations easily and quickly and natively on, on your iPhone with Siri, I think. I think that's huge because, well, Siri just opened up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's really important 
thing they have with Siri. Yeah, and also Siri is becoming context aware. So let's say that you've searched for someplace in Iceland because you were going on vacation there. That was one of their examples. Mm -hmm. And then when you're typing in a message, if you mention another city, it could pick out some some extremely hard spelling in a language you didn't know or yeah. something of that nature. Yeah, it it needs to be smarter. Um, it just it, it, Siri's been kind of lagging behind. I think that the reason that is is because unlike Google, they don't process the information in the cloud. It's all done natively on the device. Mm -hmm. And because of that, prior to High Sierra and iOS 11, every Siri that you spoke to was not the same Siri. So right. the Siri on your phone, the Siri on your computer, the Siri on your watch, uh, Siri on your iPad, they're all working from different data points. They've right. gathered a little yeah. bit of information. They're processing it on the device, but it's just not all there. Yeah. And by unifying that, I think it will become smarter. Yeah. So, I mean, they had a big announcement at the end that we'll talk about that is probably the main reason why they, they updated uh, Siri in the first place. But, mm -hmm. yeah. And um, they also spoke about they updated the Photos app. So your metadata will sync between iOS and macOS. Um, yeah, I don't really use Photos on my Mac that much. I pretty much keep everything on my phone. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I keep, I actually store f the full copy of everything on all my devices. So I keep all my photos on mm -hmm. my iPad and my Mac and my, mm -hmm. and my phone. And then they're all backed up as well, but I like to have a lot of copies and, and I don't like them to load a lot. So right. oh, yeah, I kind of, yeah. yeah, I sacrifice the space to have everything. And, for somebody like me, that's uh, this update. I think it's going to be really good because they were saying that they were using something about the H.265 format and they're applying it to photos as well. That's cool. And I, I don't really understand all the technical details behind it, but essentially what they were saying is that your photos are going to take up less space um, because of the compression. Yeah. But then when you share them, it will be compatible because it will on the fly convert it to a JPEG when you're sharing with somebody yeah, else. Wow. Which is, that's really cool. Yeah. So that's that's some super smart technology. Yeah. And, I think it's I think it's really cool that they focused on um a different media file format. Um they they could have they could have just not even thought about that at all. Yeah, and it's just because the quality of the media that we're able to make now mm -hmm. is so much higher. It's, I mean, they're running into the physical constraints of the the storage on the devices. They they have to do something. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about um, iOS 11 being a big improvement for the iPad, and you can't not have that discussion without talking about two things, and that's drag and drop between applications. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's. A huge deal. Yeah. Previously, attaching an email on an iPad was a giant pain in the ass. Oh yeah. And you could only it's like attach they didn't want one. You to do it. Yeah, and you could only attach one file at a time. Go back, and then attach. And it wasn't really. It was really yeah. focused on photos yeah. and more than just files. Yeah. Yeah, and with the way that it's implemented on iOS 11, you can. It's 
really like next level of multi-touch. Like you can be holding one icon of a, of a file you want to drag and then tap several more and it just starts counting it underneath mm-hmm. your finger that's, and you can drag it is. over. That's cool. It's like, it's, it, it's becoming more of what the iPad should be, which is the in between between your phone and your computer. And you can almost see, I mean, you work like 90% of your job from an iPad. You know what I mean? Like, you can attach a keyboard to it. You can attach, like, wireless stuff can be attached to it. And now, I mean, you can do even more. Like, you can do a lot of stuff on it. I've always liked the idea of an iPad, but never mm-hmm. gotten one. But I think, like, with the things that you can do on iOS now, I would probably buy an iPad before I would buy a new computer. Yeah, and one really one really great thing is they're introducing a new app called Files. And yes. so... There, Apple took a strong line about the way files work in iOS. And they were like, you go into an application and that's where your information lives. Right. Well, that's not how we've worked for years. We've gone to my files over on my computer and I go to the files and choose what I want and I open them in an application. Mm-hmm. And I think what Apple is doing by introducing the files application is there is a, they're acknowledging that workflow. They're saying people have files that they want to open in more than one application. Yeah. And they also acknowledge that we have our files in not just locally and not just in iCloud, but also in Google Drive and Mm -hmm. and Dropbox and Box and OneDrive and 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 Creative Cloud. And like having access to all those Mm -hmm. files in one place, it's it's I think what people are are gonna end up doing is they're gonna be going to their computer and they're gonna be like you know what? This is easier for my phone, or this is easier for my Mac to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think there wasn't really a need for that for a long time with, for the iPhone specifically because there was no cloud, and the phones h- held like four gigabytes of data. You know, and and so there wasn't really a need to to deep, dig deep into your files on your phone um, as a as opposed to your computer or something. But now that we have the cloud and we have 128 gigabytes on our phone, it's it'd be nice to be able to manage that a little bit better than, than what we can on our iPhone or iPad. Yeah. And so Apple introduced so many things. They introduced so much in iOS 11. They had a lot of good information about Mac OS and where they're going with compression and their focus on pro hardware and refinements of their operating system. But they had something new. Yeah, something I've been wanting for a long, long time. Yeah, so HomePod. So what do you guys think of the name? I think yeah, that's right. fine. It's right. <laughs> do you feel the... Well, I, I think it makes sense. You know, they have the AirPods. Yeah, they're sticking with pods. So I think mm-hmm. if it's a speaker product and it's from Apple, yeah, pod will be in the name. It makes sense, but it just had, it didn't really grab me. Well, and I mean, it kind of harkens back, back to, to the iHome, you know? Uh, yeah. That's right. what I'm thinking. iHome. Well, I guess, I guess that wasn't an Apple product. Never mind. It was like Belkin or something had like the speaker that you'd put your iPod in. And yeah. it was like a, it was I, almost I, like a clock radio. Well, maybe it just harkens back to iPod. Yeah, I mean, I think so. 
But well, I think it, it looks like a pod and you use it for your home. It does. Like, too. I think they just like that. It, the, the well, it just looks like a pod. Well, also, it makes sense. Like, the iPod was for listening to music primarily to yourself, and the HomePod is for filling your home with music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what do you think about the... So, it's... So, what do we know about it? It's got seven tweeters in it. Six microphones. Six microphones. Wow. It's, it's got, got a screen on the top. Yeah, oh. it's got a custom-made... Um, Apple subwoofer. Yeah. And it was A9 chip in it. Mm. Oh, A8. A8. And then it it basically it sends out sounds and it maps the mm. reflections of the room yeah, and optimizes. Yeah, it can record the time from the reflections back to the six microphones that it has on it. And it can kind of like acoustically. Almost like self-calibrate to exactly. the space. Wow. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear that part. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and if you have two of them, it will do it in tandem, and they'll do it together. Damn. Yeah, it's really cool. So they really want you to buy two at least. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, can we sign you up for six? Yeah, yeah. They're only three hundred and forty nine dollars. So you well, want one four in every room? Yeah, the seven hundred dollars just to have two. Yeah. <laughs> How many bathrooms do you have? We've got one for every single one. <laughs> I mean, I could see it if you if you had a big place and you had like a party going or something, and you. You could have the music on throughout your whole well, place. Which yeah, is like cool. I have a Bluetooth speaker, um, that UE Boom Two, and yeah. you can sync those up right. to where you can sort of play from, you know, play them all. Like if yeah. you have them, and uh, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think you know the iHome is just mm-hmm. and something more. So does does it simulate surround sound? Is, did I did I see? Yes, right? it does. It does. And and one thing that we didn't talk about with iOS is they kind of they hinted earlier that they were working on multi audio or multi room audio support. Yeah. So I think even if you're not using a home hub speaker, Apple's built into iOS the ability to control multiple rooms. So you can oh, wow. maybe be connected to multiple Bluetooth devices mm-hmm. and be playing through both of those devices at the same time. And it all uses AirPlay too. Yeah. Which AirPlay they, too. they talked about a little bit, I think. Didn't they talk about Air- AirPlay 2 a little bit? Yeah, so maybe maybe AirPlay this. 2 is going to leverage a faster Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe like Bluetooth 5, how Bluetooth 5 you can be connected to multiple devices at right. once. Yeah, yeah. I do think Apple is definitely late to the game with the, uh, like the home speaker thing. Oh, I definitely I'm not sure if they were late, and I'll tell you why. I think that those products aren't done yet. Like Sonos, it is super expensive and not very smart, right? And then you right. have it's usually wired, I think. Yeah, well, and 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 then you've got you know the Echoes, and I, I believe Google's product is called Google Home, mm-hmm. and those speakers suck. Yeah, but the, the the what I like about the dot is that it's fifty bucks and you can I could just hook it up to my speakers that I have hooked up to my TV and that's you know three hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, that's true. But it doesn't play Apple music. So <laughs> I can't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and if you're an Apple music subscriber, it's huge. They yeah. they kind of refer to it as like a your personal music maestro that's yeah. just you can ask yeah. all kinds of highly specific questions about the industry and about you can yeah. say play me something just play me something mm-hmm. that you think I'd like and it knows what your tastes are and it yeah. plays you something. So I think 
everybody thought going into the keynote that it was going to be all about Safari, or excuse me, about Siri. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think Apple took it that way. I think that they were they're really pushing Apple Music because they're confident in that product. They know yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah I'm a big Speak, fan of it. Yeah, speaking of Apple Music, they announced that they're going to have social features for it now. Oh yeah, Ping. Ping too. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully it looks a or lot connect. more. Well, I think it makes more sense now. Yeah. Cuz they tried to do Ping when like people, you know, they didn't have a a music like streaming mm-hmm. kind well, of thing. So it was I like think there was the a little, store. I think it was a two social Ping. Yeah. It was more like like forcing you to like if you use ping like you're you have to be social well and there wasn't a, i didn't think there was a need for it right. at that point exactly. like they, they had a product but like nobody was looking for that but now yeah. that they found you know apple music and right. people stream from it it now it sort of makes sense like okay yeah. now connect with your friends you can, because you can share it's a lot stuff. easier like, to make play yeah play absolutely oh yeah and you can you can follow your friends and you know yeah. i i'm i actually subscribe to a playlist that you make and yeah. I, it's great and i think that exposing people's music to other people is great because i think that's the only place where spotify really has them i, I mean their application design is not mm-hmm. very great yeah i don't like the way you create a library yeah. in spotify i feel like apple's figured out a lot of those different fronts and on one slide, they showed that they now have 27 million paying subscribers. Yeah. They yeah. had just shown a slide that was like 11 million, like yeah. a, a year ago. So they're yeah. growing rapidly. Well, and I was really worried about, I mean, Nick and I talked about this a lot, that I was really worried about the Apple Music Library and like sinking into my <laughs> my laptop library. Like, I was really concerned about that to where I was using well, Apple Music, music but I, had, yeah, I have like 25,000 songs or something. and. Um, and so I didn't want all of that stuff that I like never want to see, but I don't want to delete because I'm a file hoarder. Right. Um, I didn't want that to just flood my phone. And luckily, you know, they show your downloaded music and your norm, like everything else. Right. And so you can sort of build that. But, um, but I like how, uh, you know, like it's building into your your own stuff more, and it sort of made more sense than like giving Spotify that access or something like that because yeah. Apple can integrate better. And I already had, I've had iTunes forever, yeah, and so I had a bunch of music on there, yeah. And I mean, Spotify has iTunes integration, right? But I just, but this I, is I much smoother. Right. And the, I mean, the only thing I like, they could get better with the matching part. And I, I think yeah. they will get better with it, but there are a few things that it's like glitched up or album art doesn't quite mm-hmm. sync and that kind of thing. But, um, they're smaller yeah. problems. Like they don't ultimately matter. Yeah. So what did you guys think about the design, the design of, of, uh, HomePod? I was hoping that it was going to be a hor- more horizontal just for my, for selfish reasons, for the, because I wanted, I would want it by my TV, but I wouldn't be able to fit it by my TV mm. on my stand. I kind of so, like it. I, I mean, I don't mind it. Yeah. I, I like the screen on top. I think that's cool. It's much better than the air freshener that is the Google Home or the <laughs> the, the Google Home is yeah. angry cylinder that turns yeah. its Cylon light on you on yeah. the Echo. <laughs> I I, do, I like the mesh. I think that's yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. and I, the the way they designed it with this you know the eight thousand speakers and six thousand <laughs> microphones and i think i think they did a pretty good job i i heard that it was going to be more like the mac pro trash can style uh 
Oh yeah, it did kind of look like that. Um, but I think it. I think it's a little bit taller than my phone is, so it's like six, almost seven inches. I think that's pretty good. Hmm. Pretty good size. Yeah, two colors, white and black. I think I would probably go with the black. I'll black everything. I think it would be easier to. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the white would show. Also, it would just stand out in your room, and it's just kind of like go away, well, speaker. But I guess if you're, uh, if you had know, a white room, maybe. if everything is white, you know, it's just yeah, white or black. Yeah, like what color is your toaster? Our toaster's black. But My toaster's else. white, and I hate that it's white. Yeah. My toaster's white too. Yeah. It was like four dollars, so I can't really complain. Oh, one thing that I wanted to mention when we were talking about iOS was the uh, the new App Store redesign. Yeah, oh, Apple yeah. Music is taking over. And I'm like so that. glad you said that yeah. because yeah. I wanted to get back to the fact that HomePod was really focused on Apple Music. They spent a lot of time talking up Apple Music and iOS. Mm-hmm. You see the design language from that application directly because it changed drastically over its lifetime oh also i i saw i saw the new podcast app and it looks exactly like apple music oh Oh, really yeah so like everything is adopting but would you ever go from overcast back to the i did native podcast you went back to the native podcast yeah overcast just wasn't it was just slow and wasn't working for me so i just went back i love overcasts and my brain just works with Overcast. The only thing that could get me to switch back to Apple Podcasts is Siri integration. And I mean, I I I wanted them to expose an API that Marco could use, so that we could say, "Hey, play Roadwork using Overcast," but yeah. it's just not mm-hmm. not available. And I think, I mean, that's what Apple does a lot is they see the apps that are, I don't know, like doing the best. And then they're, okay, how can we sort of integrate that kind of mm-hmm. stuff? So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I mean, Apple Music, I do really like the layout on it. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. And so if podcasts go that, that's great. I would love that because yeah. I, I, the podcast app is, is responsive and I, I just like that it's, yeah, it's a Apple. I like to, I try to yeah. use the the standard Apple apps if I can, so I don't have to have a, a second app. Because I, yeah. I usually don't delete the Apple apps for some reason. I, don't know. I just throw them all in a folder and right, then throw that right. folder away. So, oh, <laughs> guys! So one cool thing that I saw was um, under the storage settings in in iOS 11, there's a setting that essentially says, "Hey, go find any apps that I'm not using." And just delete those off my phone, and it still saves like all your data from oh, it. That's cool. That's nice. But yeah. it gets rid of the application, hmm. so it's like you don't lose anything, but you don't have that taking up space. Because didn't they add that into macOS, or uh, adding it into there? At least? Oh well. Well, with macOS, what it does is uh, you can have selective sync, at, just like on, on iOS. So, like photos and music and stuff, it'll offload and then yeah. download on demand. Gotcha. Which is great, especially if you have a desktop, right? But if you have a mobile device, it's like not always great because you can be, you know, about to board a plane or heading out of town and you're like, yeah, yeah, gotcha. None of my stuff is here. So, yeah. Was there anything that you were looking for and didn't see them either talk about or just, I don't know, like any disappointments or sort of like, what about this? Yeah, I, I think it really just, comes down to two things for me um i really wanted to be group facetime because huh. i feel like do you facetime a lot 
I don't really. Do I want to be someone well, I... that FaceTimes a lot, but I don't. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. add that into my life. Well, I have I have my son Lyric, and so True. He, he goes and visits his mother, and and he's not always with me, and he has an iPad, and I basically have all the cellular data turned off except for messages and FaceTime, and then when he's away, that's kind of his phone. I just contact him through his iPad. Gotcha. And uh, so I do use. Yeah. FaceTime more, but I feel like they could uh, assert themselves over Skype because, you know, you hear a lot of podcasters talking about Skype. They, they don't just like updated to use Skype it. Or they're updating it. Hmm. Looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted group FaceTime and I really wanted improved or more actionable notifications. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't get either of those two things. Yeah. What about you, Nick? I mean, really, the biggest thing was for for Apple Music was the social. That was the biggest, my biggest complaint about Apple really? Music was the social. No social. Huh. That didn't make any sense. Why would we have to send an, a song outside of the app? Yeah, that was pretty weird. I thought that was really weird. So that was my biggest thing. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I really wasn't looking for anything and, and didn't see it. They, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't really have any expectations going in. I don't think I had any expectations, but just things that like recently have sort of come up. That's like, oh, I wish you could do this. I think um, iCloud. I wish you could do a little bit more there, as far as like with storage that you could easily share things from there. Yeah, so shareable links. Yeah, because that's one thing you can't do. Like on Dropbox, I can put something in there, and I can send you right. a link to that, or even just share the folder with you. Mm-hmm. And you cannot do that at all. Yeah, I'd, I'd love drive. to unify my my cloud storage yeah. too. Because especially, it's like if I'm paying, yeah. you know, you can pay them for additional cloud yeah, storage. Actually, so like, I thought they were going to talk about yeah, because um, like it's a, like ten dollars for two terabytes, but it's like. If you could then share links to some of those things, like that'd be, I think that'd be great. That has to be coming, or at, I think at least at least be. an unlimited media cl- cloud storage, yeah. because you can store unlimited photos in Amazon Prime. Yeah, Google. Well, I think pretty- I actually think I've got some new, some good news about this. Um, today it came out on TechCrunch. Hmm. They said that they are, you know, when they announced that they were making the two terabyte plan 999 instead of 2099 yeah or 1999 that they're also introducing family sharing yeah so maybe that family sharing is the first step towards shareable links could be and also they have to see that that google and dropbox are just eating their lunch yeah on that yeah. front i mean yeah even even onedrive has shareable links for crying out loud i mean well that kind of makes sense though i think because it's so you know, it's sort of an office kind of thing. So if, yeah. I mean if you couldn't share stuff through OneDrive, then nobody would use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a big thing that Enterprise like oh you're our company apps. can store yeah. everything on one location. And they're, and they're, that's the whole three sixty five yeah. thing is they're it's kind of all integrated. So yeah. it makes sense. That'd be that'd be insane if they couldn't. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like everyone kind of does that, but Apple it seems like as far as like with data store with cloud stuff. Yeah. So I think that needs to definitely come in. Yeah. And then I also have had a problem forever that I guess this is anything I really expect them to never solve. But with iCloud, um, back in the day, for some reason, I had a, uh, like I made an Apple ID out of a Gmail account. And then I also made an iCloud account. 
So I have thing like I sort of use both of those. Like one of them is what I so I, if I buy music or apps, it's through my Gmail Apple ID. But mm. all of my like information is in my iCloud address. Oh, so if yeah. you could like merge those, that would be amazing. But it doesn't exist. Every year or so, I'll go back on the forums and be like, hey, have they fixed this yet? And like you always fi- find another answer that's like, I have this weird problem. And yeah, it's yeah. like, nope, can't fix it. I think it's in the name, right? I think they need to get rid of the I. Because it's too focused on yeah. the individual. Like, yes, I want to store my stuff in the cloud. Yeah. But I also want to make that available to the people I work with yeah. and to my family. So I think that ultimately they need to drop the I from iCloud. Hmm. Just call it Apple Cloud or something? Yeah. Or Cloud. Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, no, I... I think I was, I feel like I had a little bit of faith restored in Apple. Like, not that I've, I guess I haven't been in the market for anything new from Apple. Mm -hmm. So, like, software updates I've done, but, like, those are free. So, I mean, now, which is kind of amazing. But as far as hardware goes, like, my computer is, it's out of date. But, like, for what I do right now with it, it works. You know, I'm not looking for new hardware. But, like, it. I feel like I was sold more on iPads. Like I'm definitely yeah. more interested in that. Um, but I, I don't know, like Apple's, I think a very exciting company in that it does seem like they're always doing new stuff. The, the culture of it is like, there's obviously people that are obsessed and sort of like Apple can do no wrong. And yeah, you know, I, they're a company and they're trying new things and they're going to fail a couple, you know, in some spots and they're going to get better. Um, but I, I think it's just exciting. Like I, I think they're always doing new stuff and I like their design. I like, mm-hmm just how their stuff looks and how it feels like, I don't know. It, it was exciting. Like I, I was, yeah, it was an enjoyable, it was one of the event. better ones yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they really moved all their platforms forward and also introduced a new product line. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Me too.